Okay, we're up to the bottom of Nunamid Bays, the last two words. Let me review what, what we're talking about. The Mishnah said that if a person attempts to mimikadish a mother and daughter at the same time, or two sisters at the t- same time, so obviously once you're already married to one, the second one, the Kedushan is not typhus. But I wanted to try to mimikadish both at the same time. The Mishnah says it's not effective. Why? So at first the Gemara attempted to f- say that it's a biblical concept. The Rami Bar Chama said, the Torah says that Kedushin doesn't work in that case. Uh, who's a, who disagree? Rava says that that's not true. The Pasuk is not referring to attempting to be Mekadish both at the same time. Therefore Rava disagrees. So rather, what does Rava say? The Pshad is that it follows Rava. Rava's Shita is, Kol afilu which means, that if two actions cannot be done one after the other, they cannot be done simultaneously. That's a sheet of kolotarikula. So because you cannot be makadish two sisters, one after the other, or a mother and daughter, one after the other, it doesn't work simultaneously. Now, by the way, the way it would work simultaneously, obviously you can't live with either of them, right? Let's say it would work simultaneously. You just have to divorce both of them. Obviously no one would say, because if you makadish both of them, then you definitely can't have a practical marriage in such a case because you wouldn't be able to live, you can't be married to both. The question is whether you need Kedushinus Typhus in such a situation to require a get. We're saying no, and the reason is because of Rabbah that kol that anything that can't be done subsequent after each other cannot be done simultaneously. Here's the problem. So I just want to clarify. Till the two dots, we're going to be analyzing this shita of kol We're going to find exceptions and how explain how those are the exceptions and not the rule. Bechule. Eisve Abaya Abaya says I have a kasha. The halacha is that if you have meiser of your uh, grain and you take off too much, it fixes the rest of the grain, but that part that you took off is messed up. Let me explain. Let's say you have 50 pieces of corn. So you're supposed to separate from meiser 10%, which is 5. You separated 10. Okay? The halacha is the remaining 40 are fine because they're they're not tevel anymore, they're fixed. But the 10 that you separated are messed up. Why? Because you took off too much, five of them are holy. We just don't know which ones. So out of the 10, five are meiser, five are not meiser. And because five are not meiser, they're considered grain that meiser was not taken care of. And therefore it's a problem practically, those 10, we treat them as maybe meiser, maybe not meiser. Maybe it's meiser, maybe it's tevel. Now let me ask you a question. So basically, the point you take off too much meiser, then so you took off ten pieces of corn instead of five. So that ten, we look at it as five of them are holy, five of them meiser was never taken care of because they're not part of the original group and they're not part of this meiser, so they're tevel. So you have five are meiser, five are not, and you don't know which ones. The main point of this is that although you took too much it was effective as meiser. Now think about it. Can you take off meiser subsequent after each other? Can you do it one after the other? Right. Let's say you take off five pieces of corn, meiser, and then you take another five pieces of corn. Are those second things meiser? No, because you can't do meiser back to back. Yet, you're doing it simultaneously and it works. This is an example of, you said the rule is that if I can't do A and then B, then A and B together don't work. So I can't do meiser one after the other, but yet I'm doing it simultaneously and Meiser is working. 
So how is that? So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Am I? Why does Meiser work? At the end of the day, you're taking off too much. So you could look at it as it works. You just don't know which are five of our Meiser, which five are not. Or you should say it shouldn't work at all because it's like trying it's like trying simultaneously to do two things of Meiser at a time, which shouldn't work. Am I? You should say that if it doesn't work one after the other, which you can't do one after the other in this case, so why does it work simultaneously? So the Gemara says, no. You're misunderstanding how Meiser works. Meiser is unique, that you could do half of the item could be Meiser. You looked at it as, when you took off ten, five pieces are Meiser, five pieces are not Meiser, and we just don't know which one. That's not how it works. All ten, half of them are Meiser. That's the way it works. Because Meiser can, you can have Meiser on half a corn, half a kernel, it works different, it has different rules, and therefore... You're not. If you were looking at it as five corns, five ears of corn are completely meiser, and five are completely tevel, I'd agree with you. If you can't do one after the other, it wouldn't work subsequent, uh, simultaneously. The answer is that's not how we're looking at it. Of ten, each one of them, half is holy. So therefore, it's not all ten. It's that you actually took ten and you made them all holy. Half of them. If you were just making five of the ten, then I would agree with you. If you can't do five after five, then it wouldn't work simultaneously. But that's not how it's working. You're not working. Five of them are not holy. Each one is half holy. So when you take off ten, that worked. You, you understand, if I take off ten pieces of corn and I say half of them should be holy, that works. Because I separated ten percent. At the end of the day, half of ten out of fifty is ten percent. So if it was five ears of corn are completely holy, five are tevel, I'd agree with you that wouldn't work. But that's not how you're, we're looking at it. We're looking at it as all ten, half are holy. So in essence, you just separated 10%. The reason why you did it, it was a very foolish way to do it, is because each piece of corn you can't eat. Because half are meiser, half are not meiser. So half are meiser, half are tevel. But it's not that five are holy and five are not holy. It's each one, has, half is holy, half is not. You just don't know which half. That's the problem. So it's, it's working. You actually did separate 10%. You didn't separate 20%. If you talk a separated 20%, I'd agree with you, then you'd get nothing. The answer is you separated 10%. You just did it in a very, very weird way. Okay. Another kasha. Okay. Hari maiser behema. Okay, fine. You talked about maiser grain. I get it. Maiser grain is different because you could have half a corn being holy. Animals don't work like that, right? When you have the 10th animal that leaves the pen and you say it's maiser behema, there's no half animals, right? It's, it's all or nothing. What's the halacha? Now, it also, by the way, if, I have, if I'm going through my animals, yeah, number 10 is holy. Can I make number 11 holy also? No. There's no, it's not one after the other. Yet, The halacha is, again, the way they would separate Meiser is the farmer would go, it's called, uh, animals would walk through. And you would mark one, two, three, four, five, six, ten. Holy. One, two, three, ten. So let's say number ten, you have two rambunctious uh, sheep push out at the exact same time. And you mark them. The halacha is, they're both holy. Wait a minute. It's not one after the other. And yet, it works simultaneously. One's holy, one's not. I mean, we treat them as both as meiser. And they both have to be treated with the stringencies of meiser. One's a carbon, one's a meiser, and one's, and one's going to be treated as a shlamim. But b'chule, the point is, it works simultaneously even though it's not one after the other. So the Gemara answers, meiser is different. The halachas of meiser are unique in that the fact meiser is treated differently, I'll tell you why. 
if you have an animal, let's say you messed up the count. But not at the same time, just stop. I thought it was number 10, but it was actually number 9. It was a mistake. What's the halacha? It's meiser. So because meiser is treated holy, even when it's a mistake, meiser taka can work simultaneously. Meiser is the exception. Because meiser is very easy to affect its holiness. The Gemara says, Shani meiser behema de'isa betos. Meiser behema is different because even a mistake makes it holy. And because meiser applies even by a mistake, you see that it's very easy for Meiser to take effect, and therefore we're going to treat Meiser differently. How is Meiser treated as a mistake? Okay, the halach is number 10 is Meiser, yeah? It's supposed to be sent as a carbon, number 10. Let's say I messed up the count. So I thought number 9 I said is number 10, number 10 I said is number 9, and number 11 I said is number 10. I completely messed up. What's the halacha? So I called number 9, number 11, number 10, and number 10 I called number 9. The halachas, all three are maiser. Number 9 and number 11 are maiser because you called it maiser. Number 10 is maiser because it's actually the 10th. So what do you see? All three are treated as maiser. What do you see? You see that maiser has different halachas. Maiser is very easy to take effect. So because it takes effect even when done accidentally, it also takes effect simultaneously. It's the exception, not the rule. Okay? The Gemara says, fine, let's go another one. The carbon taida. The carbantida, one of the elements of the carbantida is the 40 loaves that you would sanctify as holy. Can you do 40 loaves after the other? No. Right? If I have 40 and I say that's for the carbantida, then I got another 40. No. And it doesn't work by mistake. And yet, simultaneously, let's say I have 80 loaves in front of me and I say, Taida, what's the halacha? It works. 40 of them are holy. So. I, that doesn't make any sense. It does. It's not bazaar and yet simultaneously it becomes holy, according to one opinion. The Gemara says, "Hare toida, the carbon toida, the less of Even if you make a mistake, it's not holy. The less of and you can't do the forty loaves one after the other. So, according to Rabbah's rule, anything that can't be done uh, subsequent from each other, it can't be done simultaneously. So that would mean that if I have 80 loaves of bread and I say 40 of these should be holy, it should t- not take effect at all. But that's not true according to Chizkiah. If let's say I have 80 loaves of bread in front of me and I say 40 of the 80 should be holy, what's the halacha? It's a machleikas amiroyim. The machleikas is as follows. Um, Chizkiah says 40 of the 80 are holy. So boom, Chizkiah is already a problem. Rav Yechanan agrees with what we're saying. He says, like, No, Rav Yechanan says, because you can't do it one after the other simultaneously, it doesn't work. So Rav Yechanan is in line, but Chizkiah is not like what we're saying. So Rab is not like Rav Chizkiah. Now the problem is you could just answer that they're Amirah, they don't have to agree with each other. But the Gemara says, no, I can make it work. Lav Itmar Allah, it's not so partial. Um, Rabbi Shuman Levi, Rabbi Shuman Levi clarified. Hakol Maidim, it's not so posh of the case. We thought the case was that there's 80 loaves of bread in front of you, and you say 40 should be holy. And the problem is, if I can't do it one after the other, then why simultaneously? Why does it work? So the answer is, it's not so posh of the case. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees that if you say 40 out of 80 should be holy, that it works. Yeah, no, the difference would be, um, the, the, the Rashi explains that the reason why this is not a problem with Rabbah is because you don't mean 40 out of the 80 should be holy, and you're not clarifying which one, because that's Rabbah's not into that. What you really mean is that 40 should be holy, the other 40 should be a backup, should be, 
should be holy as a replacement. So because you're basically clarifying, I want 40 to be holy and I want 40 to be a replacement, that's why Rabbah's okay with it. Now if you say, if you should say if you say that 40 are only holy if all 80 are holy, well all 80 are not going to be holy, so 40 are not going to be holy. Like Kochi, everyone agrees it's no good. The is between and You just said 40 are holy, but you didn't clarify that you want the other 40 as being a backup. Mar Savar holds Chizkia holds that when you say it's Stam, what you mean is I want 40 to be holy and I want 40 to be a backup replacement. And Rav Yechonin says, no, you intend to have this giant carbon. And because it doesn't work, one after the other, it doesn't work simultaneously. So in other words, generally this rule that if you try to make, if you if you basically go double, it won't work at all. It won't work simultaneously. Everyone agrees to that. The whole machlekes over here is because the reason why Chizkiyahu is okay with it is because he believes your intention is to make forty holy and forty as a backup. But if you actually intended to make all eighty holy, you would get nothing. Okay. Now, from here until the end of the daf, we are introducing a new concept, and that is kedushin she'enan mesurin lubir. We're done with the bezerach hazafil bevasachas enoi. Let me clarify one point. We started off by saying that if you're Mekadesh two sisters, you don't clarify which ones, you just say, whatever the Hebrew is. The halach is it doesn't work. Rami Bar thought it was a biblical concept. No. Rabba feels, Rava feels it's because you can't marry them one after the other, so it doesn't work simultaneously. Let me ask you a question. Forget about that. Rava has another shita. Kedushin she'en mesurim lebiyah loy have a kedushin, which means that if you have a kedushin that will not lead to relations, it's not a good kedushin. What's an example of that? First of all, this, right? If you makadish both of them, could you live with either of them? No. So that's a kedushin she'en mesurim lebiyah. I'll tell you another case that's also very relevant. Let's say instead of the two, instead of saying I want to marry both of you, you just say I want to marry one of you, but you don't say which one. That's also Kedushin She'en Mesurim Labiyah. Rava feels it's not effective. Because you didn't clarify which one, we don't say give a divorce to both. Rava said, well, you can't live with either. Rava Sheet is Kedushin She'en Mesurim Labiyah, lo have a Kedushin. So why in the Mishnah did Rava say the reason why it doesn't work when you marry, try to marry two sisters is because of this rule, B'zachar Zaf, Stam, it's Kedushin Mesurim Labiyah. Rava feels it's not a good kedushin. So the Gemara says, Kasha, Rabba. Why did Rava get into this whole discussion of Bizachar Zah? Simple. I thought Rava Sheet is Kedushin Shane Masurim Bia. Loy have a kedushin. It's not a good kedushin if it can't lead to, lead to intimacy. So why is Rava getting all involved? It's Pasha, it's Kedushin Masurim Bia. The answer is, you're right. Rava knew that there are those that disagree with him. He was basically saying, to me, it's not a good Kedushin because Kedushin Shein Masum Labia. If you don't agree with me, I, I have other reasons why it's a problem because it's Bizachar But you're right, Rava himself would tell you it doesn't work because it's Kedushin Shein Masum Labia. So now we're going to talk from here until the end of the daf, we are going to talk about Kedushin Shein Masum Labia, which again means you did a Kedushin, but it will not halachically lead to relations. Again, the classic case would be your Mekadish two sisters without clarifying, not both, your Mekadish one of them, but you don't say which one. So you just go over to Rachel and Leah, you go over to the father, let's say Rachel and Leah are 11, they're sisters, and you say, Hare bitach kedusha mikudeshesli. You don't say which one. 
So could you leave, live with either of them? No, because one might be the sister of your wife. So because you can't live with either, loy have a kedushin, you don't need to get from either. That's where Rav Ashita is. Let's analyze it inside. It's mine. Kedushin shein misur and labia. You have a kedushin that will not halachically allow relations. Abaya Amr have a kedushin. Rav Amr loy have a kedushin. It's machleik zabaya and Rav. Amr Rav. Barahina sabrili. Rav says this. Rav Barahina once explained to me. I have a pasuk that backs me up. That kedushin shein misur and labia loy have a kedushin. Kiika kishishu bala. The pasuk says you'll marry a woman and have relations with her. Meaning. It's only yikach, it's only kedushin if it's bala, if you could live with her practically. Kedushin, I'm assuming, have a kedushin, kedushin, I'm assuming, loy, have a kedushin. Okay. So now, here's how we're going to get involved. What does that have to do with our Mishnah? Now, our Mishnah said, if I try to marry two sisters at the same time, it does not work. What could you deduce from that? You could deduce from that that if I tried to marry one sister without clarifying which one, it does work. Now, that is not like Rava. Again, the Mishnah says that if I go over to two sisters and I say, to both of them, it doesn't work. Because of we have our reasons. But you know what can deduce from that? What if instead of going to both sisters, I go to one sister and I say, or I, go, I go to the father, whatever. I, go to, I marry one sister without clarifying which one. That implies that it does work because the Mishnah says it doesn't work when I try to marry both. The implication is that if I marry one without clarifying which one, that would work. Even though it's Kedushin She'en Masur and Labia, that's Keneged Rava, our Mishnah seems to be not like Rava. And this is going to force Rava to say our Mishnah is kind of schwer anyway. And you'll have to have a whole two different Malchim how to read the Mishnah. One will work according to Abaya, one will work according to Rav. Let's see it inside. Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, if a man attempts to marry a woman and her daughter simultaneously, if you try to marry two sisters at the same time, it doesn't work at all, because we had before, simultaneously, fine. The implication is, if you attempt to marry one of them without clarifying which one, you'd have to divorce both of them. Wait a minute. That's a Kedushin Shein Mesur and Leviyah. Amai, Kedushin Shein Mesur and Leviyah. And yet you see the deduction from our Mishnah is that it would be Havi Kedushin, not like Rav. So Rav says, Amalach Rav, Rav responds, and according to you, the Mishnah works. According to your Svara, that Kedushin Shein Mesur and Leviyah, Havi Kedushin, you think the Mishnah works? What's the end of the Mishnah talking about? Look at the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Again, the end of the Mishnah, which I sort of read quickly yesterday, it's a little bit schwer. The case is, you go to five women, two of them are sisters, and you give them all dates, and you say, What's the halacha? The sisters are not married to you, but you married the other three. Now, what did you say? So you gave them one Maisa Kedushin, and it works for three out of five. What did you say to them? So the Gemara says, You're not married to the two, but you're married to the other three. What Lashen did you say? This I was thinking about yesterday when we did the mission, because I didn't do the stuff yet. If you go to all of them and you say, in one Maisa Kedushin, that I want to marry all of you, I want to marry all of you. And if I can't marry all of you, I want to marry none of you. So if you said the classic Lashen of Harei Kulchem Ukudeshesli, then it's all or nothing. So how does it work half? All of you should marry me. Could all of you marry me? No. So then why are any of you married to you? So what's the Lashen? So what did you say? 
If you said all of you should marry me, then Kani at It's it's a lushan. It's like a, a euphemism that people say. Let you and the donkey acquire these gifts. Could a donkey acquire gifts? No. So if you say you and the donkey, that means nothing. Meaning it's all or nothing. At Go to the next page. So if you said kulchem, it shouldn't work at all. So how does it, what's the scenario where it works for three out of five? Ella. It must be the cases where you said, one of you should be married to me. You can clarify which one. So all three, Suffolk, are married, but the two sisters are not. Why? Because it's Kedushin, Shein, Mesur, and Labia. Right? If you said, Kulchem, none of them should work. What's the answer? You must have said, one of you should marry me, and you didn't clarify which one. So the three ladies who are not related to each other, Suffolk, they're your wife. You need a divorce. The two sisters... No, why? Because he didn't clarify which one. And it's Kedushin, She'ein, Mesur, and Labia. So Rava says, I get that the first part of the mission is not like me, but I think the end of the mission is kind of like me. So he says, the So the beginning of the Mishnah is Mashma, Kedushin, She'ein, Mesur, and Labia, Loi, have a Kedushin. The end of the Mishnah is Mashma, Kedushin, She'ein, Mesur, and Labia, have a Kedushin. So, Lerava, Kasha, Resh, Labaya, Kasha, Sefer. So we have a contradiction in the Mishnah. The beginning of the Mishnah implies that if you go to two sisters and say, one of you married to me, without clarifying which one, it would work. But the end of the Mishnah seems to be the case, and it only works for the other women, not the sisters. So, does it work for the sisters or not? So what's the answer? It's a contradiction. So what do you have to do? You have to rewrite the Mishnah. Abai is going to rewrite the Mishnah to make it in both cases. Rav is going to rewrite the Mishnah. It's like a chasuri mechsuri. Let's just read inside. Abaya will read it his way, Rav will read it his way. Let's go with Abaya. Again, Abaya holds Kedushin, Mesur and Labia have a Kedushin. So if you go to two sisters and say, one of you married to me, you'll need a divorce from both, even if you, even though you can't have intimacy with either. So Abaya reads the, the Mishnah this way. The Mishnah implies that if I try to marry both of them at the same time, it doesn't work. But if I try to marry one of them without clarifying which one, it works because Kedushin, in Mesur and Libya, have Kedushin. So what's the end of the Mishnah, the case where I give to all five? It's not Kulchem and it's not Achas. You know what the case is, says Abaya? You said, you give, her the, you give the dates and you say, whoever I can halachically have relations with, I want to marry. So that's three, not the other two. It's a very strange akimta, but that's the case. In That's the case. So it's not kulchem, and it's not achas. Kulchem doesn't work. None of them would work. Achas, according to Abayi, you, you should marry to all five. You need a divorce, because the case is, you handed them the dates and said, whoever I could halachically have relations with, I should be married to. So that's the three out of five, because you can't marry, you can't, even if it's have a Kedushin, you practically can't live with them. So if you made a stipulation that only the women I'm allowed to have Bia with I could marry, then that's excluding the two sisters. Okay, that's how Abaya reads the Mishnah, that's Ukimta. Rava has his own Ukimta. Rava metarets letame. Rava says, HaMekadesh achas mi'isho bita, ay achas mi'isho v'achoysa, nasa kamisha kiddish isho bita, isho v'achoysa k'achas. Rava says, you know what the case is? In the case of the first case in the Mishnah, it's not where you try to marry both at the same time. It's you try to marry one without clarifying, and it doesn't work. And it's like you tried to Makadish both of them at the same time. The same way if you tried to Makadish both of them at the same time, it wouldn't work. So too if you Makadish one of them without clarifying, it also wouldn't work. So it's Makadish achas, kimish nas, kimish Makadish time vas achas. 
That's how you have to read the Mishnah. So that's how they both have to read the Mishnah to make it work in their sheet. Okay, there are a couple more cases. We'll run through it the best that we can. Tashima. A guy goes to a man and he says, I want to marry your daughter. The, 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 the seeming case is the case pashtus is that the guy's got like 10 daughters yeah some are above bat mitzvah some are under bat mitzvah now above, above 12 and a half some are under 12 and a half now, above 12 and a half the father has no jurisdiction so the father definitely can't be marrying them off because they're not in his jurisdiction but all the girls under 12 and a half are up for grabs so when the father says so again he didn't clarify which ones so you go over to a man and you say i'm marrying one of your daughters so all the girls above 12 and a half are definitely out because the father doesn't have the rishos to mekadesh them. But all the girls under 12 and a half, there could be five of them, are all now married. And they all need to get. Because you don't know which one he married. He never clarified. He just said one of them. So what do you see? It's Kedush and Shein Masur and He can't live with any of them because he doesn't. we don't know who the wife is. We don't know who the wife's sister is. It's Kedush and Shein Masur and Havi Kedush. So the Gemara says, HaKatanis Bechlau, this is not like Rabbah because the implication is that all of the sisters under 12 and a half are all married to you. Meaning, misafik, you have to need a divorce from all of them, even though you can't live with all of them. So the Gemara says, you know what the case is? There's only one of them. The case is where there's only one daughter under 12 and a half. So, so you're going to, so Gavin's looking at me, which is what's the Chiddush? So again, the Mishnah, the case is, I go over to a man and I say, I'm marrying one of your daughters. The girls, 12 and a half and up, they're not involved because he doesn't have the jurisdiction. Only the ones under 12 and a half, I, and they're all married to me. I, I mean, I need a divorce from one of them. I, it's Kiddush Shemesh Levir. So it says, Rabbi, the case is there's only one daughter. So that daughter is married to me. So what's the, so basically you go over to a man, you basically say, hey, I'm marrying your one daughter, I'm marrying your daughter, he only has one daughter under 12 and a half, even though he didn't specify the name, it's her, because it can't be anybody else. So the Gemara says, The case is he's got one daughter who's 20, and one daughter who's 11. So he can't marry off the 20 year old, so you're automatically married to the 11 year old. So the Gemara says, first of all, it says bigris, which are plural. Which implies his multiple daughters. The Gemara says, "My bigris, bigris to Alma." It means the girls above twelve in the world are not included in this because the father doesn't have jurisdiction. So again, so so what's the case now? The case is you go to a man. He's got two daughters. He's got a twenty-year-old and an eleven-year-old, and he says, "I'm marrying one of your daughters." He doesn't specify who. Who are you married to? The eleven-year-old. So let me ask you a question: Isn't that incredibly poshant? The father does not have the right to marry off the daughter above twelve and a half. So the Chiddush is that the 20-year-old is not married to him? Of course the 20-year-old is not married. How, how would she be married? The answer is, The case is that the daughter who's 20 had appointed the father to be a shliach to marry her off. The Chiddush is that although the daughter, although the father is has the rights to marry her off because she appointed him a shliach, in such a scenario... When he has an option to marry off the 20-year-old or the 11-year-old, he's going to marry off the 11-year-old and not the 20-year-old, even though he didn't specify the names. Why? Because the 11-year-old, he gets the money for Kedushin. The 20-year-old, he doesn't. It goes to her. She's an adult. And the Gemara is going to point out, even if the 20-year-old allowed the father to keep the Kesef Kedushin, 
But the father has a mitzvah to marry her off when she's a katana. That's he's under her uh, his responsibility. So the chiddush of the gemara is as follows: You have a father who's got an eleven-year-old and a twenty-year-old. The twenty-year-old, so the eleven-year-old, he's a mitzvah to marry her off because she's under his jurisdiction. The twenty-year-old pointed him a shliach. A, a prospective mate comes over and says, "I want to marry one of your daughters." The assumption is, without clarifying names, the eleven-year-old. I, he was appointed as a shliach by the twenty-year-old. The answer is. Is a chiyav upon him to marry off the 11-year-old, he's going to take care of that chiyav, and he's going to push aside the 20-year-old. That's the Gemara says. The Gemara says, You might think that the father accepts kedushin for the adult daughter because she appointed him a shliach. Because the 11-year-old's money goes to him, he wants to marry her off. So the Gemara says, What if the 20-year-old said you can keep the Kesef Kedushin? The answer is, Even despite that, At the end of the day, when she's 12 and a half, she has a mitzvah to get married. Under 12 and a half, he has a mitzvah to marry her off. So we assume that he's going to take care of his chiv to marry off his katana daughter as opposed to his gedoyla daughter. Okay. One more, uh, one or two more cases. Um, the Gemara says like this: Tashima, another proof to Abaya that kedusha shein mesurim lebiya have a kedusha. Mi sheyeshle shtei kite bonus mishtei nashim. Okay, a guy has two sets of daughters from two sets of from two wives. He's got Rachel Leah, Billa, Zilpa. Now Rachel and Leah are older than Billa and Zilpa. So it's Rachel in age. It's Rachel Leah, Billa, Zilpa. Zilpa is the baby. Rachel's the oldest. Okay, Rachel Leah builds him. The guy, the guy goes over. A guy goes and marries, uh, gives her money to the father, and the father says, "I'm marrying you off my biti hagadoyla." So the question is, he didn't clarify who. So who is it? Now it could be the oldest. It could be the second oldest because she's older than the other two. It could be the third because she's the oldest of the second wife. It's definitely not the fourth. It could be Rachel, it could be Leah, it could be Billa. It just can't be Zilpa. Because Gedoyla could be Rachel because she's the oldest. It could be Leah because she's older than that entire set. She's still a Gedoyla because she's the older of the set. Because Rachel and Leah are older from that wife, are older than Billa Zilpa. It could still be Billa because Billa is the oldest of the second wife. It just can't be Zilpa. So what's the halacha? Those three are Suffolk married. Now think about it. That's a case where you're marrying one of the sisters. Didn't clarify which one. All you clarified is that it's a gedoyla. The father said, you're marrying gedoyla. And yet, three out of the four need to get. Again, Zilpa doesn't need to get because it's definitely not her. He's definitely not marrying her off, for sure. But the three, that it's a suffix, you have to marry. I, it's Kedushin She'ein Mesurin Libya, because you can't live with any of them because they're all sisters. What's the halacha? Kedushin She'ein Mesurin Libya, have a Kedushin. The Gemara says... Three out of the four are also. Except for the youngest of the youngest, which is Zilpa, because she's definitely not Kedoyla. But why? The answer is, this is going to be the answer, by the, by the way, from every single case till the end of the daf. That, that's not the case. The case you thought is a guy goes over to the man and says, Marry, I'm marrying one of your daughters, and he says, fine, I'll give you the gedoyla, without clarifying which one. So they never knew which one. So that's Kedushin She'en Mesurim Labia. That's not the case. The case is they originally knew who they got married, and then they forgot. So because at one point, meaning, the case is 
A guy goes over to Reuven and says, I want to marry your daughter. And he says, sure. Let's give you Leah. Or Rachel. Or Billa. Says a name. An actual name. So at that point, when the Kedushan takes effect, it's not Kedushan Shein and Masun Labia because you knew who you were marrying. A couple days later, they both get hit in the head by a donkey. I don't know. They're both like, I don't I, do you remember who I married? I don't remember who you married. The father's like, I remember it's a Gedola. I just remember it's a Gedola. I don't remember who though. So now, because we're now, sh- meaning the Shaila arose later, when the, if, the, if they never clarified who, that would be Kedusha Shein and Masun Labia. They knew who they married at the time. At the time, it was a legitimate Kedushan. But now, it's like a Suffolk. Because they don't remember anymore. So now, you need to get from all three. So by the way, it's actually an incredibly simple case. It's basically a case where you just, you knew who you got married at the time, but it's a Suffolk afterwards. You just partially don't remember. So, so basically, uh, you have to specify before. For sure. According to this, when you're dealing with sisters, you have to specify, or else it's Kedusha Shein and Masun The answer is, they did specify, and they partially forgot. So the Gemara says... I'll prove it to you. It says, the guy says, I do not know which one. It's not that I never knew. means I never knew. means I no longer know. So the father said, I don't remember who you married, but I remember it was a G'dayla. So that, all three are in a suffix. So, wait a basically. So, by, by the way, so the whole Grace Chiddush of that case is you go over to a man, you married one of his daughters, and you don't remember which one. And as long as he mentioned Gedola, so he mentioned Gedola, so okay, three out of four are in the Suffolk. Isn't that pretty push it? Like, wouldn't the average rabbi know that, that if it's a Suffolk who your wife is, you need a divorce from everyone that's a doubt? So what's the Chiddush? The answer is, It's, a, it's to disprove Rav Yossi, that Rav Yossi said, Rav Yossi's opinion is that when a person goes over to the father, Again, the father married off the daughter. He knew at the time which one. A week later, he's like, I don't remember which one, but I remember it's a gedola. By saying the word gedola, he triggered a suffolk that three of them are now embroiled in the suffolk and they need a divorce. Rav Yossi's opinion is that a person would not say something that would create a major suffolk for his entire family. According to Rav Yossi, when the father said gedola, you could assume that what probably happened was it was the oldest of the oldest one daughter, because a person would not say something that would create a massive suffix for his entire family. Kamash no, when he said Gedola, all three are now embroiled in the suffix, and therefore three need a divorce. Okay. Uh, one, I think it's one more case. I actually, uh, it's the beauty of SoundCloud and having recorded every single daf since the beginning of Shas, thank God. Yevamis, Chav Gimom and Beis. I just re-listened to it. It's a whole sugya. I'll, I'll do it very quickly. Toshima. Misha Kiddush Achas Meshteachoyos. Seeming cases. Poshapshat. He goes over to one of two sisters and he says, I'm marrying one of you. Doesn't say which one. No, you get Lazelle, get Lazelle. You got to divorce both of them. Boom. That's like the clearest, not like Rava you'll ever get. Because Rava says, Kedushin So if you marry one of the sisters without clarifying which one, you're not married to either. But this Brysa clearly states, Misha says clearly, you're divorced to both of them. So says the Gemara, Again, the case is where you, um, you knew at the time and then you forgot. Or by the way, um, uh, I think this was Adam's Ha'ara from Yivamas Chav Gimel, that, uh, from listening to the recording. I think that it could be a very simple case. Because you're like, well, how do you forget who you married? The case is through a shliach. You make it through a shliach. So the shliach knew at the time and then by the time he gets back, he's like, oh, it was, I forgot, it was either Rachel or Leah. That could happen. A shliach can legitimately forget which, 
he's got a lot on his plate. You usually don't remember, forget who you married, but the shliach can forget. The kids, so the case is where he went to one of the two sisters, Rachel and Leah, he knew who he married, he married Rachel, and then a week later he forgot. So because he forgot, he has to divorce both of them. Okay. Now here's the kasha. What's the chiddush? Okay, so you, you have a, two women, you don't know who you married, you got to divorce both of them. It's pretty poshit. Safik deraisa. Iyachi ma'ilamemra. The answer is, it is Pashat. The reason why that Mishnah says that case is because the end of the case is related to Yavamas. Seifa Itzrechaleh, it's needed for the end of the mission. Let me explain this. It's 8.45. By 8.50, we will be done, Bez Hashem. And that is as follows. What do you do in this case of Chalitza and Yivam? You have two sisters. You married one of them. You don't remember which one. You have Rachel and Leah. And then the guy dies. Rachel and Leah now fall to the brother. What does the brother do? Now, the brother... He's got to take care of both of them, right? Both of them need something, because one's the wife, we just don't know which one. So you'll say, well, do chalitza to one, and then do yivam to the other. You can't, because you might be marrying, you might, okay, so you do chalitza to Rachel, and then you want to do yivam to Leah. You can't, because it's a gamble. Leah might be your wife, might be the, the yivama. But if Leah's not, and Rachel is, you're now marrying what's called achis chalutzasai. You're marrying the sister of your chalutza, which is not allowed. So you say, okay, do yibam first. I'll do yibam to Leah first, then I'll do chalitza to Rachel. Can't do that either. Because again, if she's the wife, it's a mitzvah d'oraisa. If not, that's called achos zikukoso, which is you're marrying the sister of your zokuk. When a woman falls to you to yibam, you're not allowed to marry her sister, rabbinically. It's called the rabbinic prohibitions. So because you have this problem where it's one guy marrying, he can't do chalitza yibam to either. So he's got to do chalitza to both. Okay. Meisle echad, if the guy dies with these two unidentified sisters falling to Yibam to one brother, okay. Now let's say he has two brothers. So then the halacha is If he's got two brothers, so this guy married one of the two Rachel, one of them sisters, one of them is married to him, one of them is not. He doesn't know which one. He dies. He's got two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven can do chalitza to one, and then Shimon can do Yibam to the other. Now. It has to be that order. If Reuven does Yibam first, that's no good, because that could be Achos Zikukaso. Again, the second the guy dies, each brother has Zika to both. So he can't do Yibam to either because it's a risk. It might be doing Yibam properly, or it might be Achos Zikukaso, not allowed. But once one brother does Chalitza to one, it severs the Zika, then all remains is he could live with... Again, one brother does Chalitza to Rachel. The other brother now could do Yibam to Leah. Why? Because it's either Yibam or Rachel was the Yavama. Chalitza was already done. Now you're just marrying Leah. Either way, it's fine. But it has to be that order. If you do Yibam first, you might be... If you do Yibam first, here's the problem. You do Yibam to Leah first before any Chalitza is done. What if Rachel's really the Yavama? And now you're marrying Achos Zikukaso. Because you have Zika to both, it's called Achosu Kukasu. You have Zika to Rachel, you're doing Achosu Kukasu. So it has to be Chalitza first by one brother, then even to the other. That's the point of the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Now, by the way, if the brothers did Yibam first, we're not going to undo it because this whole thing is a rabbinic and it's all Suffolk. And we're not going to, if you did Yibam, fine, let it be. But that's not appropriate. 
So the halacha is dafka michlitz vadi and the point of the mishnah is that the two brothers, one of them has to do chalitza first, and then yivum, and not vice versa. Because that other order would be achosa kukasa. Let's just end off with this: the exact same, the next case in that mishnah in yivamis chaf gimel, it's almost identical. It's just a little bit bigger. Same kasha, same teretz, same points. Let's just do it inside, and we'll end with this. Art scroll has these diagrams. It's pretty. You don't need the diagrams. We just keep it simple. Take Tashima. The next case in that Mishnah. You have two men that marry two sisters. You have two men who are unrelated. By the way, so Reuven and Shimon unrelated to each other. They both marry. One marries Rachel. One marries Leah. The two sisters, and they don't know who married who. So what's the halacha? Each one has to divorce both because you don't know who your wife is. Now let me ask you a question. Wait a minute. Could either one marry both? No, because it's kedusha sheimisum labia, right? You wouldn't be able to live with either because you don't know who your wife is. You don't know who your wife's sister, right? You 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 married is Rachel and sisters. You married one of them. If you don't know which one, could you live with either? No, because it might be your wife's sister. So it's kedusha sheimisum labia. So why does why do you need to get? So says the Gemara, again, the same answer. Originally, you knew who the wife was, and then they got confused. So it's not related to Kedushin and Mesurim Labiyah. Oh, same question. So what's the point of this? Why do I need the, the mission to tell me this? It's pretty obvious. You knew who your wife was, and then you forgot. Okay, it's Safik Daraisa. The answer is, it's needed for the end of the mission related to Yibam. Again, you have two men unrelated who marry two sisters. One marries one, one marries the other, and we don't know who married whom. Then they die. So the question is, what do you do for Yibam? If each one has one brother, so again, we don't know who's married to who. So we don't know who the Yavam is. So each prospective brother does chalitza to both. If one, one husband has one brother, one husband has two, one of the brothers does chalitza to both, so from his perspective he covered it. And the one that has two brothers, again, one could do chalitza, and then the second one could do yibam. Now, it has to be that order, because if you do yibam first, no good, I'll tell you why. If you do yibam first, perhaps, um, not to get too much in the weeds, but there's two families over here. We don't know which family is actually supposed to be doing Yibam. If you do Yibam first, there's a chance that you're actually marrying a woman who's waiting to do Yibam from the other side, and that's called uh, uh, Yivam Lashuk. Meaning, you have these two men. They don't know who's married to who. They both die. So each one is falling. One is falling to one brother, one is falling to the other, but they actually might be falling to each other. We, because you don't know, if one person does Yibam first, there's a chance he's not actually the Yavam, and he's marrying a woman who should be doing Yibam to someone else. Therefore, what you need is one brother let do Chalitza to both. So, it's done. Then the other one, let one brother do Chalitza, completely sever all Zika, then the second brother could do Yibam. Mimon of Shach, if she's the Yavama, you're doing a mitzvah Doraisa. If she's not the Yavama, she's already gotten chalitza from every other option. Says the Gemara, in The point is, that's the point of the Mishnah. It's not a case of Kedusha Shemesun Labia at all. It's rather a case where you knew who you married and then you forgot, and it's a completely unrelated sugya. We will stop here and pick it up tomorrow, B'Zashem.